Welcome to Inside Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about Chapter 11 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. The the Dueling Club. Club. The Dueling Club. Alright, so before we start, I want to give a quick shout out to Hertford, North Carolina, because that is where we have the most listeners in the United States of America. So shout out to you guys. Um, You're awesome. There's probably more than one of you, considering you guys are the most <laughs> yes. in the USA. So, shout out to all of you guys. You're awesome. Thank you so much for listening. Well, you're the city with the most listeners. Well, not I guess in all. U- not, just not just in, in the USA. In, in the whole world. In the whole world. Yeah. So, if you live in England, guys, tell all your friends, and then maybe you'll get a shout. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to all the listeners. But, you know. Specifically to Hertford, North Carolina, because we have the most listeners there. You guys are awesome. Thanks for listening. Alright, so first sentence. Harry woke up on Saturday morning to find the dormitory blazing with winter sunlight and his arm re-boned. What? Re-boned? Re-bonded. I, like, re- autocorrected. I think re-bonded? It's, I think it's re- re-boned, but very stiff. Reboned so, is not a word. I don't really know what it was supposed to say. I think I don't think it's supposed to say rebonded. But I also you take my notes in this very cursive font. So I could just be like completely reading that wrong. But I think it says rebonded. Rebended. Rebounded. I don't know. I don't know. So Harry no- I'm I'm too lazy to check the book. So Harry noticed that they had put a curtain around Colin's body, and Madame Pomfrey gave him some porridge and said that he could leave when he was done eating. So like this got me thinking. What is it like to be in a hospital wing for more than, like, a, a couple of hours, you know? Because, like, if you're sick at home, you, you know, like, if you're not, like, not just, like, if you have a cold. I know, and they don't if, have the the muggle technology. Exactly. You're just sitting there so with your arm in a cast doing nothing so except watching other people who are sick. Exactly. So if you're, you know, if you're staying home from school because you're, like, throwing up or something, you know, you have your TV. You have, um... Uh, you have books. Sure, your books. You you have Harry Potter to read because clearly that's what all Harry Potter fans do when they're sick. Yes, but it's not like I know. But, like, but for, when you're in Harry Potter's world, you just can your do friends homework. don't always have chocolate on hand. You don't have the TV. You just sit there and watch the other sick kids, or your friends exactly. do class and unless, they don't visit and, you unless you have good friends and they bring you your homework, which I'm hoping that I would because like. Please, friends, bring me my homework so I'm not bored out of my mind. And every time Harry's in the hospital wing, they bring him chocolates and fudge yeah, they and bring cakes. Him, they bring him, like, chocolate frogs. I mean, where are they him... getting this from? Uh, I guess Fred and... Maybe like, mail order. Who solicits these? Mail order, probably. Because I know, yeah. you know, like, they mail order his potions book. And they but how order... would they get them that fast? Like, right after the Quidditch game, when Harry's in the hospital wing? Everyone brings him fudge and cakes and sweets um, immediately. How, I, how, I don't why think, do they just I don't have think, this on hand? I don't think Owl Post takes that long. Unless, like, for example, I think that it takes uh, Hedwig less time to get to the burrow because she knows where she's going than to get to, like, But it's still going to take a while to fly there. I don't think it takes that long. Because they're magical, they can probably go faster. So, Harry, Harry uh, we, we've dwelled too long on this. This, uh... Staying at home sick. 
Anyway, <laughs> so Harry hurried to find Hermione and Ron so that uh, he could tell them about Dobby and Colin Creepy. When he couldn't find them in the common room, he headed to Moaning Myrtle's bathroom and found them. Harry walked in and could see that there was a cauldron perched on a toilet that had a flame beneath it because portable waterproof frame flames were Hermione's specialty. So wait, when I think about like perched, I'm thinking like the flames are coming out of the toilet. No, I think it's like it's on top of the toilet lid, and then huh. there's like a weird flame sprouting out of the toilet. Anyway, so um, Hermione like. They say, you know, like, this is Hermione's specialty. They bring it up a couple, like, uh, in book, in movie seven, part one, Ron's like, I've always liked these flames that she makes. That's the very, like, first time she's ever made one in the movie, first of all. But I feel like her specialty is kind of a comparison to, like, Harry being good at Patronus charms, Hmm. but it's not brought up, up nearly enough to make it super iconic. Like, when I think of Hermione's specialty, my mind doesn't go to these, like, portable flames. flames. It's it goes to... Everything. It goes, to, yeah, pretty much to school. Like, homework. She's good at homework. I mean, That's she's good at everything except really powerful magic. I think she's good at everything except for things that you can't learn out of books. Like, I don't think that the Patronus charm is something that you can really learn out of a book. Yeah. I think that it really... Because it takes something... Like, it takes your happiest memory and you can't produce a happy memory from a book, you know? Unless, you know, it's Harry Potter. And then, what of is course, a happy your memory? happiest memory could be Harry Hermione's Potter. Like, what is a happy memory? What is happy? I never felt I've that never, emotion. I've never read that. I've never learned that. So, um, also, okay. Um, also, <laughs> I was, this is also kind of an iconic picture of Hermione. So, most of you, if you're a Harry Potter fan, you've probably seen this. Like, when she's sitting behind a cauldron on the ground and she, like, has all her potions next to her and she's, like, pouring them in. And they actually oh, have a yeah. Funko Pop of that Very. scene. And, like, I really want that Funko Pop. I want all the Funko Pops, to be completely honest with all of you. But I, they have a Funko Pop of that scene. And let's just say it is a very cool Funko I'm, Pop. I'm just thinking, like, Hermione grown up. She's locked herself in her house. And everywhere is just, like, those potion makers. Yeah. She's, like, walking around making so many potions. Like, kind of like Snape in that Studio C sketch. Oh, yeah. The Bachelorette, but it's with Snape. He's one of the contestants. (laughs) Yeah. We'll link that for you guys because it's hilarious. Like, and Studio C for, like, we've linked several of their Harry Potter videos, but they're super kid-friendly. They're a YouTube channel. They're BYU TV. They're kid-friendly. Like, super kid-friendly. Um, like, so. And they do really funny videos. So, like, a lot of Harry Potter ones. Clicking on those links is not going to lead you down this dark Dark rabbit hole, curse word ridden video no it's going to lead you to the cleanest youtube channel there is and it's like comedy so that's cool yeah so, so their their videos are funny but they got just got a new cast they just recently yeah got a new cast. check the old cast out anyway they do some harry potter so we'll link that video ron said that they would have to come to harry but when they overheard that oh sorry that they would have come to harry but then they overheard that colin was attacked and they decided to get a start on the potion so they always, like, I was thinking about this, they always get so lucky. They hear about everything before anyone else in the I know. does. Harry told them about Dobby, and they decided that since the chamber had been opened before, that it must have been Lucius. It, and then, why, why Lucius? Also, I was, oh, Lucius. Now we've, we've combined, Dobby. we've combined Lucius and Lucius to Lucius, wait, Lucius. 
That's what we've combined to do. Lucius. Lucius. Luscious. <laughs> Luscious <laughs> by his, Lucius. His, his Lucius hair. <laughs> Luscious by Lucius. Okay. Oh my god, this is getting too weird. <laughs> Not like I've said the name so much that it doesn't so even sound like a real name. Luscious. Lucius. 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 Alright, so. <gasps> and then I was thinking, it can't have been Lucius because he is absolutely good for nothing. Can you name one helpful thing that he does? And there's a whole video about this on Super Carlin Brothers. Spoiler. So five, he's off, four, okay, three, two, one. It's like in our description. There's spoilers. So guys, like no, just be prepared, guys. And it's like not even that big of a spoiler, but he's like the most useless Death Eater there is. And there's a whole Super Carlin Brothers video about this, and you guys like we'll link it. We'll have two videos linked today. So it's like all about how not like he's just. Like, he's the worst Death Eater, not like he's the, the worst Death Eater. He is, like, the most useless Death Eater. I know. He doesn't do a single useful thing. And you guys might be saying out loud to yourselves, well, to us, but not to us. You might be saying, but he gives Ginny the diary. And you know what I'm saying? That plot failed. Guys, exactly. Like, the Voldemort was so mad at him about that. because Didn't he li- work. Lucius indirect, invol- I don't know what the word is. Like, indirectly killed part of Voldemort oh jeez on accident but also on purpose because he meant to give the book to Ginny but he had no idea so like I kind of feel bad for him I kind of feel for that guy you know like I'm sure some of you guys agree like he has a hard life like he's kind of signed hard knock life exactly he signed himself up to this uh death eater cult thing and now he's kind of stuck. Now there he's got a now he's now he's got a lifetime contract and that says you got to keep being useless and being evil. And he kind of just for the rest of your life. Exactly. Yeah. And he has to figure out like how do I do good things for the for the dark for the Voldemort for the Voldemort. And I can't even like I don't even know what to do. So now I just have to come up with. I just things. have to walk around with the other Death Eaters and do exactly what they do. Exactly. He's Fail. Like, gotta look cool with my. Hair. Okay, so yes. I'm 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 only there for the show. Exactly. So once the news about Colin got out, first years began walking in tight packs, which is genius, by the way. And Ginny was very distraught. Distraught. Who, who would lead the pack? I would be so scared of leading the pack. I know. I mean, I'd be scared of being behind. And if I were a first year, I mean, I would be doing the same thing. I I mean, maybe not like in huge packs, but I'd be like with at least. I mean, five I other would people. not. I'd be afraid to walk alone. Yeah, I would also be very afraid. Like, especially in a deserted corridor at oh night. Oh my goodness gracious, that's so scary. Yes. Okay. So I'd like if I was alone, ahead. I'd be sprinting. I know. I'd just be <laughs> infiltrated around the corner. You'd be like, "What are you doing?" And I'd be like, "I'm running through the basilisk, sir." All right. So, um, so Fred and George were trying to cheer Ginny up by covering themselves in bruises and boil or boils and jumping out at her. I'm like, uh, this is really Fred and George. This is, like, iconic. Okay, why were they trying to cheer her up by jumping out at her while we're while Because I think that's, that's the, the only way they know how to. But I think that if somebody was, like, if you had to pick top five moments that kind of just describe Fred and George, I think that this would either be five or four. Okay. Oh, okay. But One of not- that, for me, for me, 
Let's actually let's save this for Hogsmeade Journal. Okay. All right. So we'll save that for Hogsmeade Journal. So, yeah. If you guys really want to hear us rank those top five Fred and George moments, go to the Hogsmeade Journal when this is over. So Harry, Ron, and Hermione all signed up to stay for Christmas because they heard that the that the Malfoy was also signing up, and this would be the perfect opportunity to use the Polyjuice Potion. Why do you think Malfoy's staying? Do you think he just wants to witness some more attacks? I don't know. I think that's why he's staying. I think he's staying because he wants to be like firsthand. He wants. You know what? I just, I just came up with it. Okay, this is the explanation. He wants he's to staying. see the Muggleborns no, die. He's staying because he wants to be. He wants everyone to like be like all over him. Be like Draco. What happened? We weren't here. We were just at home. And, like, we were all safe, and what happened to you, Draco? That's what he wants to happen. Yeah. He wants to be be the detective that cracks the case of the mysterious heir of Slytherin. Exactly. Harry Potter. If something happened, all the Gryffindors are going to go to Harry, all the Hufflepuffs are going to go to Harry, and all the Ravenclaws are going to go to Harry. Unless a Ravenclaw or a Hufflepuff stayed also. And then Draco's going to point a finger, and they'll kill Harry. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... (laughs) Uh, so the trio still needed some more ingredients, so they decided that in potions, Harry and Ron would create a diversion while Hermione stole from Snape's private ingredient cupboard. What if, what if, I'm just imagining, like, Ron running out into the front of class and just not talking until Snape says, what are you doing? And then he says, distraction! <laughs> distraction! <laughs> Alright, so... When potions came around, Harry was able to throw a filibuster firework at Goyle's cauldron, which exploded, and showered the whole clo- class, the whole close, with swelling Wait, potion. what? If that potion was the dra- a draw of death, oh of living gosh. death, that, oh my goodness, everyone would die. Everyone would die, yeah. <laughs> including Snape. It'd be pretty messy. <laughs> I guess. Uh, so this is, um, like, this is exactly my point. As to what I brought up last time, like why are such potions even created? Why is there a swelling potion? Why would you ever need to swell up? That's like giving your your the, your kids in school syringes that can make you swell up. If you get, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. But <laughs> this is even easier to use because you can slip it into someone's drink. You yeah. can put it in a firework and explode it. You can literally do anything. So Snape calmed everyone down, and Harry saw Hermione come back with her robes bulging from the store. Bulging. <laughs> Snape said that if he ever found out who had thrown it, he would make sure that they were expelled. And I don't even think he's being mean here, because I think that this is perfectly justified. Yes. Definitely. Like, this is one of those moments where it's like, Snape, like, you're cool, you know? Like, if this had been Snape throughout the whole books, I think everyone would I be mean, pro-Snape. What Harry just did is sort of like putting a syringe on your teacher's seat. <laughs> like, <laughs> or up, like, or up, and like, up. Like, up. Up. So they would oh, the I was like, up the movie? What? No. No, no, it's like, it's like the, um, it's like, uh, The Incredibles, where he's, like, pointing at the TV, like, coincidence? I, I think, think not. not. I don't want to scream, but he's screaming in the movie, so. Okay. Uh, yeah, just, like, putting a syringe in their teacher's I'd rather chair. <laughs> I feel like attack would be easier, but don't do not do that. So, a week later. You know, you're, you'd probably get expelled. Probably. You know. So, a week later, there was a large group of students around a bulletin board, and they saw that they were would be doing a dueling club. 
a dueling trio. Dueling. So the trio decided to go, and that night at 8 o'clock, they headed to the Great Hall. And I was reading this, and I was like, what on earth are you thinking? Why are they having activities so late at night? I know. Because, guys. Just like, making it easier I, for the, you know. Air of Slytherin to kill. Exactly. This is why Harry is so bad at turning in homework at time, on time. Or, like, having it done on time. Because he, like, actually... Yeah, like he signs he, up for activities. He doesn't. He, he doesn't. He doesn't go to sleep early enough. Like half of the books, they are sleeping. They're staying up till like midnight. two in the morning, just not doing homework. And then, or, he, then he starts signing up for extracurricular activities super late at night when he could be doing homework. This is why I wouldn't play Quidditch. This is like I, you know, sometimes like oh, Quidditch would be super fun, it, but this is why I wouldn't because I don't want it to get in the way of everything else that I have to do. And the next day, I mean, not the next day, but you have no idea how many times Harry and Ron have Hermione do their homework. Exactly, yeah. So um, Hermione asked who they thought would be teaching, and Harry said that he hoped it wasn't Gilderoy, but the second they walked in, they saw Gilderoy. Gilderoy! Do you think Dueling Club was, like, genuinely his idea? Or do you think he stole it? I bet you. He, I bet he stole it. Like he. I mean, dueling <gasps> club. I don't think that's a that's I've a said new. Much. I don't think dueling club is like a new idea. You know, I, it's probably a common thing to happen at wizarding schools. You know, because dueling's a thing. But I wonder if it's his idea or like maybe um, maybe someone he's you know stole something from. I don't know. Huh. So Gilderoy gave a short speech and said that Snape was his assistant. Ron whispered to Harry that it would be best if they just finished each other off. <laughs> Gilderoy and Snape did a practice round, and Snape shot Gilderoy off his feet with Expelliarmus. I, I was just reading that, and I'm like, he shot Gilderoy? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Snape actually taught Harry Expelliarmus. Like, you know? And now I'm just, I was like, when I was reading this, I was just picturing Snape and like, you know, um... You know, after he's dead, just being like seeing Harry perform that, and he's like, "Yup, yep, I, I taught, taught him that." that. <laughs> reading my notes. <laughs> um, so Gilderoy told everyone that that was a disarming charm, but that it was pretty obvious. What he was pretty like, obvious. <laughs> what he was oh, about number to one do. most iconic Gilderoy moment. Exactly. Actually, in the book, it's very obvious, but I was like, no, it needs to be pretty obvious. All right. So Gilderoy decided to pair the students and was about to pair Harry with Hermione when Snape paired Harry with Draco. Gilderoy told everyone to face their partners and only to disarm. Malfoy and Harry shot spells at each other that clearly weren't disarms. Um, and I was thinking, like, it would have been super smart for Harry to just disarm Draco right away because then he could have just, you know, like, attacked him, attacked him, attacked him until he... What if one of the kids did a certain spell? A lot of good Crucio! Just saying! I don't think any of them would be skilled enough. So they got into a big duel, and Lockhart said, Stop, 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 or I will murder you. Yeah. With my smile. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Okay, so they start. We're gonna do new, they. They're gonna do a new duel now. Yeah. Uh, Lockhart told Harry to do what he did, Expelliarmus, mm-hmm. and then Harry's like, "What? Drop my wand?" <laughs> uh, Lockhart classic can- sassy Harry. Lockhart uh, counted to three, and Malfoy conjured a snake with his wand. 
Snape said that he would get rid of it, but Lockhart stepped in, and instead of banishing it, he made it fly ten feet in the air and fall to the ground in front of Justin Finch Fletcher. Oh no, Justin Finch. Wait, what if the snake actually killed Justin? I don't know. Eh, I don't know. Like, I think they would be able to cure that. What if you went Nagini on him? I don't know. <laughs> Nagini? Jenna. Uh, it rose ready to strike when Harry told it to stop and it fell to the floor. Mm-hmm. Dun dun dun. Uh, Snape made the snake, uh, Snape made the snake vanish. <laughs> Ron and Harry took Harry to the, Ron and Hermione took Harry to the common room while people tried to avoid him. Ron and Harry took Harry to the common room. <laughs> there I are know. two Harry Potters Ron in this and book. Hermione. Uh, so, when they got there, Ron asked why Harry had never told them that he was a parcel tongue. Ron said that a parcel tongue was a person who could talk to snakes. And then he said uh, that it was really rare and that Harry was speaking Parcel's tongue in the dueling room club. Uh, and that it sounded like he was egging the snake on. Harry had no idea how he spoke a different language without knowing. But Hermione said that they were going to think, but everyone, that everyone was going to think that he was related to Slytherin and that he had the possibility to. Yeah. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. It's like, it's like burner. that night harry thought about him being related to slytherin (laughs) the next morning class was canceled due to a blizzard are you kidding me a A blizzard blizzard. well it was it was a herbology outside oh i was like are you kidding me they canceled transfiguration which is indoors due to a blizzard (laughs) it was a it was it was herbology but why because you could just walk out walk five I mean, feet no it's probably no because the greenhouses are mm. kind of off campus a little bit True. so it would be a little bit dangerous so harry decided to go find justin and clear things up harry checked the library first and saw a group of hufflepuffs talking they said hufflepuffs that, they said that justin let it slip to harry that he was a muggle born and that that hufflepuffs and are so gossipy <laughs> Yeah, uh, but this is Ernie talking. Yeah. So, Ernie Macmillan. I like Ernie Macmillan. It's like Ernie Chameleon. <laughs> Ernie Chameleon, yeah. Uh, so, uh, he said that Justin let it slip to Harry that he was a muggle-born, and that that was the reason that Harry set the snake on him. Uh, he, Ernie said that he must be the heir of Slytherin because he could speak partial tongue, and Slytherin is snaky. Actually, really quickly. And he I- could speak... Really quickly, I like all of the Hufflepuff characters. Like, I don't, I don't know if there's anyone out there. Like, please let us know if you're listening. But and you don't agree with what I'm saying. But I don't. I don't feel great. I don't think there's anyone that like objects to any of the Hufflepuffs. Like, first of all, Cedric, awesome. You know, Susan Bones. We don't really know her that much, but she's pretty cool. Ernie, awesome. Uh, Ernie, awesome. Uh, Justin, Hannah Abbott, Zacharias. I really like Zacharias. No one else likes Zacharias. Zach- I'm like Zacharias. Zacharias. Sure. I call him Zacharias. I call him Zacharias. It's probably wrong Z- how I'm saying Zacharias it, but... sounds like a Greek mythology name. Yeah. All right. So, but honestly, I like him because he's kind of depicting a lot of the house combined. The houses combined. Yeah. And I think that. Like, he's actually saying what everyone else is thinking. Yeah. I kind of think that. He would be a cool friend. 
But, yeah, and also, when you're watching the movies, guys, like, look at all the Hufflepuffs, because they appear to all be blonde. <laughs> really? In the movies. Yeah, well, I Cedric I is in... Yes, he is. Not... He is blonde. blonde. I mean, there are a few that have, He's like, brown hair, black hair, whatever, but a lot of them are blonde, which is cool. I don't really care. <laughs> so, I was just pointing that out. Uh, Ernie said that the Dark Lord tried to kill Harry because he didn't want another Dark Lord competing with him. Yeah. Yeah, that's as good as if it would work. But I, I then I don't I didn't completely understand that part. But uh, Harry asked them where Justin was. Uh, he like pops out from behind a library shelf and he is like, "Where's, Where's Justin?" Justin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he uh, uh, they asked why he wanted him. And he was like, "Just wanted to clear things up." And they then Ernie said like, "I saw what happened there. You pushed him towards Justin." Yeah, and he's like. It didn't even bite him. <laughs> he was like, it was a near miss. <laughs> it was a near miss. Uh, Classic uh, Hufflepuffs. So, uh, uh, Harry left, and he walked the corridors, and he came upon Justin, and nearly and headless That's how we say Justin. We go, Justin. 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 Uh, and nearly headless Nick, petrified. Uh, I was just thinking about something, like, how does nearly headless Nick appear when he's actually yeah? Petrified? Because like the book describes it, he's like, like in the air, like looking up. But that like his weird. head, his head is hanging on by an inch of skin. So it says his head is hanging up, but how? If his I don't really understand. I mean, that it, sh- it should be falling backwards. Oh gosh, that's gross. Oh jeez. Uh, so, uh, Pews saw him, it's like, singing a song, and, and he started screaming, attack, attack, no ghost or person is safe, attack, yeah. attack. Um, tons of people poured in and accused Harry while the teachers inspected the bodies, and Peeves sang a song. Of course he did. Yay! I want to look at this song, because it's funny. Guys, have you listened to 99 seconds of Harry Potter? Or not Harry Potter in 99 seconds? Just trying to fill this time here. That? But I listened to it. It's on my playlist. And it's like, it's like literally Hedwig's theme, but it has lyrics to it. And uh, it's by John Cozart. And I found it on Spotify. It's it's pretty funny. I, I, I memorized all of 99 seconds of it. So. Oh, Potter, you rotter. What, oh, Potter, you rotter. What have you done? You're killing off students. You think it's good fun? <laughs> His songs are hilarious. I, you know, I love them. I love songs in Harry oh, Potter. Potter you the problem is, I want to learn exactly how to sing "Weasley is Our King" because, like, I know how to sing the Hogwarts theme song because they sing it in the movie, but they don't sing "Weasley is Our King," so we don't know the exact well, tune. True. We just know the Weasley lyrics. So I would be singing it. Imagine, like, and I wouldn't even know how like the tune goes. You know, like, I want to be able to go to a Fantastic Beast premiere and get everyone into this big sing-along of Weasley is Our King. How can I do that if I don't know how the song goes? Huh. Uh, well, we know the lyrics. We just know yeah. the tune. So, um, McGonagall made, uh, tons of people, yeah, poured in, and Ernie pointed and said, caught in, caught, caught in the act. Yeah. 
and McGonagall caught made, it in the act. In, <laughs> caught it, caught it in the act. Uh, McGonagall made Harry follow her, and she took him to where she he thought was Dumbledore's office. Last, Last sentence. sentence. This must be where Dumbledore lived. Yep. So it's like you, it's like how you you know you expect all your teachers to live it in their classrooms at school. It's like yeah, this is this is real. For uh, Harry also, if you if you want to hear our friend George top five moments, five make sure five you moments. listen to Hogsmeade Journal. But first, we're gonna read uh, movie gives, movie gives, which are always fun. I love movie gives because I know. then I have something to look forward to next time I watch the movie. At around one hour and five minutes, when Snape uses Expelliarmus on Lockhart, he is thrown through the air and still has his wand in his hand afterwards. The spell is supposed to make the opponent lose their wand, and it is very unlikely that Snape would fail to perform the spell correctly. But how does Lockhart fly through the air? He's just supposed to lose his wand. I think it's because he performed it so suddenly that it's kind of like, whoa. So, at around one hour and nine minutes, when Ron and Hermione inform Harry he is a parcel mouth, he says, I know. I mean, I accidentally set a python on my cousin Dudley once, but the snake that escaped in Harry Potter... It was a boa constrictor. Just gonna go ahead and read my goof there, huh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, no around, mercy. At around one hour and five minutes, when Professor Lockhart is knocked backwards by Professor Snape's charm during our duel, it... Duel. His wand can be seen flying through the air. When he lands, however, the wand is back in his hand. Magic! Alright, this is my favorite <laughs> goof, and Vaughn gets to read it. Read it! Uh, I already- wait. Oh, no, it's your turn. It's my turn. <laughs> so, at around one hour and eight minutes, in the duel scene between Harry and Draco, Lockhart walks in front of Harry to cast his spell on the snake. Lockhart is standing between Harry and the snake, though when the snake lands, Lockhart is far behind Harry, back in his original position. No, no, no I mean, the next one is my favorite. Oh. The one that you're going to read right now. Uh, at around one hour and seven minutes, when Snape leans over to pick Draco up after he has been thrown through the air by Harry's spell in the dueling scene, a crew member in blue jeans can be seen on the floor. This is so funny. And like, now I just want to see it in the movie because I love movie use where it's like, the camera crew just completely messed up, <laughs> and you can literally see them in the shot. Like, I just want to look now. I want to go and watch the movie right now just so I can look at that. Wait, I'm not what, I'm to, just, but... Do you think... I'm just... I wish there was one scene where a crew member was very visibly walking <laughs> to the background. They wouldn't... That wouldn't happen. They had no idea. They would catch that in the editing. You are so bad at At around... It. Okay, so at around 11... A one hour and eleven minutes, and Harry is in the library after everyone finds out that he is a parcel mouth. People are looking at him funny. One of the people they show is Ginny. Uh, Not long after that, here, Harry hears the oh wait, mo- uh, spoilers in this one by the way. Harry hears the basilisk and follows the voice up to a petrified Justin and Sir Nicholas. Since Ginny, while under the power of Tom Riddle, was the one who controlled the basilisk, she could not have been calmly in the library at the time. She would have had she would have had to be out in Mer- moaning Myrtle's bathroom controlling the basilisk. All right, guys, so that's it for movie gifts today, but we're going to take a short break, and we're going to be right back for our Hogsmeade Journal. Welcome back from the break, and now we're going to start with our Hogsmeade Journal, as always. Hogsmeade Journal! So, today there isn't any new news um, on Wizarding World, so we're just going to start with our second question of 13. There will be spoilers. Of course. So, remember... So, the question for today is, which death in the series is the most heartbreaking? Oh. Mine is either Snape 
Oh, no, no, not Snape. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's either Snape or Colin Creevy. Ma. He dies? Yeah. When did he die? When did he die? When did he die? Battle of Hogwarts. I mean, it's not, like, super mentioned, but Is it, like, a Nevada Cadaver? You don't see it, Vaughn. Come on, you read the books. Huh. Someone needs to reread the books, clearly. Well, I mean, there's not, they don't show you when he dies. Like. No, it's just like he does die. I mean, I think the most heartbreaking deaths are when you see them die. That's die. true. But Colin Creevy was so young, and he, like, snuck back just so that he could fight, which I think is what makes it sad. And, like, his brother Dennis didn't come back, which, like, I understand because Dennis is really young, but it's really he was sad. just one year younger. I mean, yeah, that's true. Dennis, I think, left, though. Well, wait, why did he sneak back? He was in his sixth year. He wanted to fight. Well, why did he have to sneak? Because only you could, you could only fight if you were in your seventh year. Oh. See, someone needs to reread the books. But anyway, I, I think he's the saddest. What do you think? <sighs> sad. It's sad, Who, but... though? Um, mine is between Dobby and... Clearly, you can't think of the other person that it's between. It's, it's Dobby, definitely. I see. Because yeah. Dobby and... I think it's... Dobby, it's between... Can I have, like, two deaths? Like, sure. it's between Dobby and Remus Lupin and Tonks. Oh, uh, yeah. Seeing okay. their dead bodies is so heartbreaking. I know, but, like, I think... I think it's sadder for Dobby in the movie than it is in the book because in the movie you're seeing it in front of your face. I I I want I want uh, I, the most heartbreaking death was definitely Tonks and Remus. You think so? That, yes. And what was I gonna say? Um, just Remus had gone through so much. I know. And Tonks just had it, but they. I heard this somewhere. I know I've heard this somewhere. J.K. Rowling. Was gonna kill off Arthur. Oh yeah, but instead she, she chose to kill Dobby. No, no, she chose to kill Sever- Sirius. Sorry, oh. Sirius. Oh of, yes, Sirius. it was either gonna be Arthur or Sirius. It's gonna be someone, chose, and she so chose, she chose Sirius. Yeah. I I like that Arthur lived. I think he deserved a good long life because there are certain people in the Harry Potter series that are just undeniably good. Like they never do anything wrong. Well, except for but it just it Sirius makes you love them. Sirius doesn't do a job. No, 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 he was a you know he wasn't the best kid in Hogwarts, and like he saw Harry as a brother, more of a father. Like as a father figure, he didn't see Harry as that. He saw him as like a brother. So I think that he saw him as James. Let's just say that. So I think that there are people who are undeniably good, like Arthur and Molly, who just completely deserve to live. All right. So yeah. So mine is Colin. Yours is Thompson and Remus. Remus. Alright, so next, before we get to our top five Fred and George moments, how do you think Snape and Lily greeted each other, greeted each other after Snape died? Snape just walks up to Lily and says, I see you married James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you saw that. Well, I'll just go cry in a corner now. I think, I think Snape apologized. I think, you know what, I think Lily, like, ran up to him and hugged him, and then I think he said sorry. And then I think that that's how it went. I would love, oh my gosh, I would love to read some sort of like, I don't know, some sort of like fan made film on that. Not read it, but watch it. So, do you think he and the Marauders ever made up? Huh. I was saying, I was thinking, yes, maybe they became, probably. I think he became a Marauder in the afterlife. <gasps> it's the five. Mar- oh no, no, it's still the four Marauders because Peter, you know. How do you think they greeted Peter? 
Oh, you're trash. <laughs> I think that Peter probably... I think after a really long time, Peter probably, like, became... Um, a marauder again? Uh, not a marauder again, but I think that they kind of accepted came him? to term with what had happened, and I guess maybe accepted him back. That's what I think, at least. Alright, so now we're going to do our top five Fred and George moments. And I'm going to start with my fifth moment, which is going to be that they, um, like, dressed up in boils and bruises to, to cheer up Jimmy. What do you, what's your My pick? number five is when they're using the aging potion. Oh, to get into one, the, yeah. uh, I'm going to make that my number four. Okay. And what about you? What's your number four? My number four is probably when they're, like, hauling Harry t- to show him the Marauder's Map. Oh, my gosh. I was literally going to say that one for my number for my number three. That's my number three. Like, when, especially in the movie when they, like, grab his arms and they're, like, coming out with the big boys. What's your number oh, three? Oh, three. I'm, I'm, I losing, my I'm losing choices. Um, I know. We are all are. Okay, I'm running oh, wait, out. Let me, let me say my... Oh, wait. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, my number three is when Fred and George are, like, at King's Cross and saying, Yeah, I'm not, I'm not George. I'm Fred. We're Fred and Gorge. Fred and Gorge. Oh, no. I know I'm Gred. No, I I'm Fred. I, no, I'm I'm Fred. I'm not George. And he's like, and they joke. Oh yeah. All right. And so I, my yeah my number two is going to be, um, the I'm holy moment where huh. like his ears cut off and he's like, get it? I'm holy. I'm ho- yes. That's mine too. Yeah. All Wait, right. And then my number one. My number one. My number one. I was going to say when they escape Umbridge. But I'm going to change Ooh, it. That's a big one. I'm going to change it to the very first book when they get their family sweaters and they have like an F and a G on them and they have like an R, you know, the initials. And he's like, he's like, why does R's have letters on it? I know I'm Gred and I know I'm Forge. That's my number one. Okay. It's, I'm it getting makes me, it makes me laugh out loud like every time. I'm getting rid of number five mm-hmm. and like bumping everything down one. Mm-hmm. Now my number two is the fireworks scene. Yeah. And and my number one is when Fred dies. What? How is that a number? It's one? very sad. Okay then. All right. So <gasps> no, my favorite. My, my no, my death scene. My death scene. My 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 care. Okay. Your most heartbreaking thing? death scene is Fred dying. Oh okay. All right. So now let's move on to our defense. If spells analysis so we're we're going to be talking about all of the defensive spells that you can use in a duel and i know that this is going to come in handy for everyone for everyone who duels constantly with their friends with their wands this is a very iconic spell but it's boring so iconic it's boring (laughs) what it's so this spell the first spell we're talking about is so iconic it's boring all right, so Expelliarmus. So this charming charm, Expelliarmus, is a charm that forces whatever the opponent is holding to fly out of their hand. So I was thinking about this, and we have been—I have been thinking a lot about like fan-made movies and all of that. Um, what because... if they called it Expelliarmus? No, no, no. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking because I, I was thinking, like I said, I was thinking a lot about the fan-made Harry Potter movies on YouTube. Oh. And so, how would you 
animate if like you're not a big movie studio how would you animate each of these spells so like let's huh. we'll just go spell by spell how would you make it look like the cast are actually performing the spell for Expelliarmus, we've done this before just like for fun when we were like fake making a fake movie and it was like we got one scene done and it was really bad but we had like the kid yell Expelliarmus, and then we had the other kid like throw their wand but the kid was little and we were, we were younger obviously and the kid was little and he kind of like flung it way behind him and it was like super obvious <laughs> it was so funny but i think that's how i would go about it i would kind of like have them kind of like make it like have them holding their wand and then all of a sudden like it gets flung behind them but i would suggest if you're doing this kind of thing in a fan movie or whatever don't use your expensive universal studios wands yeah, so I would just, what would you do? Would you just have them do the same thing, just, like, fling it behind them? Probably. Yeah, I think that would be the easiest. Alright, so then next is, I think, the most second iconic spell is Expecto Patronum. So you can read the description. The Patronus charm is a primary defense against Dementors and produces a sil- silvery guardian animal. And like, Does it protect against anything else? I don't think it, no, I don't think so. Huh. So, like, I really like Patronuses, but I don't really like mine, because mine is a black and white cat. And I don't I, like mine either, because it's this... really common. I, okay, so as a cat, cat is, like, the one of the most common you can get, but the most common is dolphin. I think cat, cat, any sort of cat is on that most common list, but hedgehog, I would trade hedgehog for black and white cat any day, I Really don't like my Patronus, I mean, but my, it's what I my have. My hedgehog is good. I just don't like how that is common. It's like the seventh most most common. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I think that when you produce, I don't, I'm not like, I am a firm believer in like, you only get one house. You only get one shot at picking your house. You only get one shot at having a Patronus and you only get one shot at a wand. Vaughn took his wand test like three times before he actually stuck with one. But hey, my... Hey, hey, hey. I went through this, like, I have a Pottermore account, and I, like, I have three definite things, you know? I have my definite wand, I have my definite Patronus, and I have my definite house. And I'm never changing houses. And I'm never changing Patronuses, and I'm never changing wands. Alright, so I looked up what our Patronuses mean, and I want to read these. And they're from, like, completely, I think they're from Tumblr. Tumblr. So that's, like, not, you know, the most, like... I guess, uh, trustworthy site to I be. mean, doesn't Pottermore have anything? I mean, yeah, but they only have, like, the most common. Common, yeah. Oh. So, cats are guardians, not necessarily protectors, but watchers and keepers of secrets. They embody the... Dichomity? No, I don't know. <laughs> the Dichomity of existence, being rever- revered as divine in some places, but looked upon with suspicion of evil in others. So, you can read yours one. Hedgehogs hibernate in cold climates, so if your Patronus takes this form, it might be <laughs> that you'd rather curl up under a blanket than take on the winter chill. Personality-wise, these creators may look cute, but they've got a hard end when it comes to defending themselves. Doesn't really sound like you. Hmm. <laughs> That's questionable. Um, <laughs> Alright, so this is also from Tumblr, like I said, so probably mean absolutely nothing. So... We're going to actually do a full analysis on Patronuses at probably in book three or book five, probably, or maybe even book seven. So, like, if you send us an email, insidehogwarthpod at gmail.com, and tell us your Patronus, we will make 100% sure that it's included in our Patronus episode. 
and we will do as much research on your Patronus as we possibly can to make sure that you get to hear all about your Patronus meaning. So email us, tell us what your Patronus is, and we'll make sure that it's in our Patronus episode. Unless, of course, you were emailing us after the Patronus episode has come out. Even if you do that, maybe we'll, like, put it in the Hogsmeade Journal or something. Alright, so how would you go about making that spell in a movie? I think I would just have someone, like, dress up as the animal with, like, silver wisps and stuff. And then I would edit it. Make, like, <laughs> like graphics. What if one just fan-made movie they just did it so horribly like they just <laughs> painted the person they just dumped a paint bucket on their head of like cyan or... oh yeah no and, actually... and then they just had them walk across the stage <laughs> <laughs> and then then they just, and then they just they just pushed the, the a person just dumped in black paint and pushed them over <laughs> I would just what I would do is I would have the person wear like white or silver clothes and I would attach like (laughs) like light blue silver and white streamers to them and then in post-production I would edit it to make it look like wispy and like all of that stuff Mm -hmm. that's what I would do and then for the dementor I would have someone wear black robes and I would like Put, I would have them wear green shoes and green socks so that I could green screen the bottom <laughs> out so it just looks like they're floating. Do you think there are cow Patronuses? <laughs> I hope so. Guys, <laughs> tell us if your Patronus is a cow. <laughs> so the impediment jinx stops. The, oh, next next is the impediment jinx. Jink. So, jink. <laughs> jinx. The uh, impediment jinx stops the victim from moving. It only works on blast-ended scroots if you hit them on, your, on their stomach. So fun fact right there. How would you? I guess this would be the easiest spell to possibly do in a fan-made movie. I know. I'd just be like impedimentia, and then you, they you would just literally freeze. just freeze. So next, Wait, you can. If it stops them from moving, would it stop their internal organs as well? No, no. I think huh. just the outside. So you can read the next one. Wondered. Uh, Langlock is a jinx that fixes someone's tongue to the roof of their mouth so that they can't talk. And I was thinking this actually seems like a very useful spell. So for a fan-made movie, I would actually... Well, that's make... the same thing. That's There's no difference between that and Silencio, except Silencio, which is completely silencing spell. I think for Langlock, it'd be the easiest thing to do in a... Um, well, or, I guess, the, the most easy. We said that for the last one, but... Because literally all the cast member has to do is stop talking. <laughs> but I would actually make them put their tongue to the roof of their mouth just to, like... Like, extra effect. <laughs> like the, the the viewers don't know what's happening, but we know what's happening. All right, so uh, the shield char- charm Pachego protects the caster with an invisible shield that blocks spells and physical entities. So, like, is this the spell that Hermione uses when she's camping their camp, or she's guarding their camp in Deathly Hollows, and what they use at Battle of Hogwarts? I was thinking it is, but maybe a variation. Huh. There's a lot of variations of protective charms like like shield mm-hmm. like at the battle of hogwarts they say so many different different ones yeah they use a different but i think that yeah what do you think would happen if someone's like right in front of you when you cast the spell i have no idea like, would that part of them just die or i don't it? know it's oh like, yeah, because the guy um at the Battle of Hogwarts. Oh, just Neville, into, it would, that does it would only, disintegrate. But I'm pretty sure that only happens in the movie because we don't see that happen in Neville in the book. True. So I don't really know. Um, 
And we could just be literally, like, forgetting something. Which I feel like maybe happens a lot with Harry. I think it happens to everyone with Harry Potter because there's so much knowledge to, like, retain. I can never, I would never be able to remember every single spell, but I'm going to try my best to remember the spells. Huh. So how would you go about doing this spell in a fan-made movie? Huh. I would. I don't, I don't know. I think I would just use special effects, like, I just, with an app. I just build an igloo around them. <laughs> that might work, but I would just use special effects just so that I can make some sort of dome around them. Um, I think that would be the easiest. Yeah. All right, so the revulsion jinx, or real Ashio, forces the target to release whatever they are holding. So they use the spell to free the Gringotts dragon in Deathly Hollows. Um, this is also an easy one to create in, like, a fan-made movie, or if you're just having a fun duel with your friends. Yeah. It would literally just be... Drop whatever you're holding. So could you drop your wand? Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> hitting our table. Hopefully that didn't make well, that's, that's, a lot of noise. But yeah. um, like, drop whatever they're holding. Well, but easy. they use it in Deathly Hallows to release a dragon, and and it causes the, to release whatever they are holding. But how does it? I no, think I, it unattaches. The okay. Chains. I because I'm thinking like it's a living thing that has to drop what they are because like oh, a chain yeah. has to. Re- I don't, but then I'm thinking, well, chain, the chain has to release the that dragon. That's just that in the holding. movie. Because, like, I, I've, you know, I've read book seven. We both have. But, like, like I said, I need to reread it. Even though I finished the series, like, a month ago. All right. So, like, I finished it all the way through. I just need to finish it again so that I can keep. I finished several of the books several times, but I need to reread it for the podcast. Um, So... Um, we're also going to talk about a couple of the Half-Blood Prince spells, but they might, they may not, might, they, I think they might be all offensive, but they're super cool. So, Sectum Sempro was created by Severus Snape, aka the Half-Blood Prince. How did he come up with this spell? Did he, do you, and the creator's spells, do they just, like, say random words and hope it works? I think, I think you have to, like, oogly boogly. I guess, maybe. Slash, slash. I don't, I don't know. know, but maybe he just really likes knives, and he was like, you know what, this would be really useful in the wizarding world. Huh. Um, so, the spell is used to cut the target with an invisible sword. Dittany needs to be applied immediately to prevent scarring. And Harry performs a spell on Draco and Half-Blood Prince and in the bathroom. And he bleeds a lot. Yeah, Snape comes in and fixes it. So, imagine performing, like, as if you're Harry, what seems like a harmless spell on someone, and all of a sudden they're bleeding out on the floor. Wait, what if you accidentally centered it on their neck? And this scene is pretty dark in the movie. I know. Like, you're watching the movie, and you're, like, not expecting and he's so him to blood. be on the ground, and then just, like, blood everywhere. The other... Oh, wait, how would you go about this in a family movie? I would buy fake blood. And I would, like... Do or different I, scenes I just, where they have more blood. Wait, did, like, how, did, did you see Zootopia where she's like, she knows? Oh, with ketchup? Yeah. I know. Like, what if we did that? Like, <laughs> they just put ketchup in their armpits and just <laughs> squeeze. No, I would get fake blood <laughs> and do several scenes where, like, we can just pin the clips together. <laughs> and they're, like, flashing between Harry and the other kid, Harry and the other kid, and it's, like, more blood or, and, then, and then they pressed a button and, like, blood packs exploded oh gosh i think that's a that would be something expensive that they use in the real movies but like that would be i think fake blood is a good alternative and just buy like literally the cheapest shirt and just cover it in fake blood and use that so the other spell created by snape was levy corpus which levy lifts, which lifts the sevy 
subicorpus, which lifts the victim into the air by their ankle. The counterjinx is libera corpus. Um, so how would you go about Wait, this? Wait, why would Snape create a, count- a counterjinx if he's the only one going to use it? What's he, what's just gonna leave people hanging upside down the rest of their lives? Hmm. Alright, so, how would you go about the spell? Uh, that's it for today. No, no, no. Oh. How would you go about the spell on a family movie? <laughs> Sorry, I have hiccups. Uh, what? This spell on a family movie, what would you do? Tie a ro- um. <laughs> tie hiccups. <laughs> I know. I'll go first. You hold your breath. So, I would, I would tie, um a rope to someone's leg and i was like i actually don't know how to do this without it being extremely dangerous yeah they could like you know hurt themselves i would not put this in a fan-made movie and i would suggest that no one does unless you are a professional movie maker because this would be or you know no never mind what if they tied it like around their waist but they had them like hold their leg in the air you know i know what you would do you would take your green screen and you put it up Actually, I have a green screen. Pretty interesting. I've like, never used it, but I them. need to use it. <laughs> the yeah, yeah. Sure. I would take it and I would have them stand up, you know, in real life. But I would have them stand up and kind of make it look like they're falling. And I would just use my iMovie or whatever I'm using to rotate it so it looks like they're hanging. And then the green screen just helps with, you know, anything else. So yes, yeah. that's it for today's defensive spells analysis. But we will definitely be doing another spell now episode. Like it could end up being um, offensive spells or like you know, m- you know, different things that like heal people. Interesting with spells. spells. Interesting spells. Literally any spell you could think of, we'll probably put it in an episode. And we'll probably do potions as well. We'll probably do potions as well. Yeah, we'll probably do a lot of stuff. Like we are not even close to everything that is in the wizarding we world ju- we've so. just scratched the surface i don't even think we've talked about a single harry potter character this season i think we have oh not this season not this season last season we have it's because i'm trying to get it to a character where you don't learn their whole backstory in the books like oh wait we talked about dobby but i can't wait to get to like remus so we can talk about remus's backstory because you know you don't know what remus was like as a kid but you can find out and we're gonna talk about it on an episode at some point same with dolores and actually gilderoy you actually learned a bit about him but we haven't talked about him yet maybe we'll talk about him maybe we'll talk about him i mean he only ever comes up in like book five no but there's like extra stuff about him huh maybe we'll talk about that in book five when they get to the hospital same on those yeah anyway so make sure you guys leave an uh like a review and rating on apple Podcasts because it will help us it will help people find our podcast, which will be great. Um, you know, thanks for listening. Really and also, email us at Inside Hogwarts Pod. Tell us all of your answers to our thirteen questions because thirteen. Questions. Well, it's going to end up being thirteen. But, but our two also, also, um, tell us how do you pronounce "duel"? Duel. It's duel. It's literally the duel. same. Duel or I don't think duel? That, I don't think there's any special way to... You can, you can if you want, but I don't think there's <laughs> any special way to pronounce yeah. duel. Alright, guys. So, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye! Thanks for listening. Make sure to check back every Tuesday for another Inside Hogwarts episode.